Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're about about to get get jumped. Welcome to episode 186 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Mob Psycho 100 episodes 11 and 12, where confidence is key. The best time to assert your theory of nonviolence is in life or death battle against a world domination cult. And who needs mythical beasts when you can have stolen mushrooms? Yeah, when you can have more stolen mushrooms. We need more, more mushrooms. Here in the Mushroom Kingdom run by Mario, we need more mushrooms. If those mushrooms make you big, that's great. If the mushrooms make you small, it's fine. If the mushrooms make you turn into a green person, well, let's not talk about Luigi. We don't we don't talk about Luigi. Not here, in the Mushroom Kingdom. He's, he's, he's somewhere else. Let's jump in. Is it, is it a good idea or a bad idea that they're making a Mario movie with I Chris am Pratt s- and Charlie Day? Okay, so here's here's my thing right now with Chris Pratt. Like, are they going to just... It, he, they just don't it, want Chris Pratt just to movie? exist anymore? <laughs> People are just done with Chris Pratt. I just... I don't... I don't... I don't know. He's a little oversaturated. Um, yeah, a little bit like uh, uh, oh god, oh no, I'm forgetting her name from the Hunger Games, who was in everything. Oh, and Jennifer, like, uh, yeah, Lawrence, yep, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, and she was just like in everything. Uh, that's for me right now, that's Timothy Chalamet. I'm just like, you can't, you can't turn a movie on these days without Timothy Shamsham being in there, and like he's good but it's enough already like let's get some other people in the movies let's diversify our assets here uh so i think i think that's a lot of it with with chris bratt he also goes to that weird church so everybody hates that yeah they also there was a a big whole thing that happened where people chose sides when him and anna ferris got divorced so i guess that happened as well but hey let's talk about yeah, anime i generally try to <laughs> <laughs> I generally try to not think about those things. One, because I, I like liking things, and I don't like not liking things. And also, sometimes it when doesn't you know, affect us almost at all. Yeah, complicated real world stuff is a really good recipe to not like things that you like. And I don't know, people getting a divorce can be a bad thing, but sometimes people just need to get a divorce. Like sometimes, here's a here's a hard truth that we don't talk about. Sometimes things run their course, and you just aren't a good couple anymore and it is sad and it is not ideal and it just fucking happens sometimes and like i don't know like some divorces are terrible and some of them are based off of things that shouldn't have happened or been done or been said and and some divorces are just like man we're not working out anymore like our lives have changed we have become different people and the ways in which we became different people caused us to become different from each other such that we don't work anymore. And it's like, yeah, it sucks and it's sad, but it's a thing that happens. I yeah. don't want it to happen to me. Well, speaking but, of things uh, that uh, might, happens. <laughs> speaking of things that might suck and be sad, uh, oh. the one piece live action series has begun production. Uh, <laughs> and uh, here's, here's everybody's worry. Cowboy bebop. <laughs> uh. Netflix was like, we're fucking double down and it's going to look great. 
and we hope it's great. And then uh, they got everybody on board and they got all these people to sign off on it. Um, and I was uh, one of those people that wanted it to be great. Um, and after seeing it not be great, now I am completely 100% rock bottom on belief that uh, this one is going to be good. So it can only mm-hmm. go up from here for me. Um, yeah. Right now, everything is uh, is either Cowboy Bebop or Dragon Ball Z Evolution levels of terrible for me. Um, <laughs> so Dragon Ball Z Evolution and Cowboy Bebop are not in the same zone. Of oh terrible. no 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 no! Cowboy Bebop is the uh, the ceiling, um, and Dragon uh-huh. Ball Z Evolution is the floor. Well, it's probably just there's. I don't think there's a Z in there, so please don't add us. It's just Dragon Ball Evolution, but. You know what I mean. Dragon Ball yeah, I, uh, Z X G T <laughs> Hunter X Hunter. Dragon so. X Ball X Z X G T X Evolution X X Super. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, I I'm similar. They are going ahead with it. Yeah. The, this article from IGN. I'm sure there's plenty of other articles. This is actually from uh like a almost two weeks ago now that we're recording this. Um, So not the newsiest of news, but uh, they are working on it. Apparently the live action series has begun production. I don't see them saying exactly that they've begun filming. So beginning production doesn't necessarily mean beginning filming. They may, they may be getting, I don't know, sets built and costumes and, you know, measurements and all that kind of stuff. They might be doing pre-production stuff. Well, I don't know. I don't know what exactly they mean. Maybe they started filming, but, uh, you know, they're moving forward with it. They probably paid a bunch of money to have the rights to make this series. And, um, you know, not to go too deep in the weeds, but I think, uh, it's always more fun to hope for the best. Uh, it's always better to get something good than to get something bad. And I would say that the Cowboy Bebop series was a mix of good and bad things. It mm-hmm. was not a train wreck, was not a dumpster fire, but it was a bit of a miss. And uh, I think that uh, One Piece being a series that is currently ongoing and is in like the, what, 1030s for number of chapters uh, it feels like a live action series. I just want everybody to strap in. I don't think the live action series is going to follow the arc of the source material very closely. I think it's probably at best going to skip over a lot of stuff to some major events. And at most likely it's going to pull those major events into a simulacrum that feels like a fast forward version of the series. If what you want is the manga or anime in live action, I just don't think this is going to be it. And I think you need to go ahead and, and get yourself prepared for that in a way that Cowboy Bebop could have been, but I would argue should not have been. And then ironically wasn't to its detriment. Uh, I would say that Netflix's live action One Piece cannot be a shot for shot remake because everyone making it will be dead by the time <laughs> the series is finished. And uh, and so it's just not possible. And um but, you know, that doesn't mean it can't be fun in its own right. And so that's what we have to hope for now. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen, I guess. You know, some better news, Spencer. Yeah. Tell me about the better news. This, 
This is, uh, I pulled this one from Collider. We have a release date for Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wait until 2023. Uh, more fortunately, apparently we also get a movie this year. So it's a uh, prequel film that is coming around soon. They they premiered it in Japan at the end of last year during December. And um, so the, the North American release of that film is coming up. And then uh, it doesn't look like I'm not seeing a, a month expectation. Um, I, I don't even see like a season, like if they're saying summer or winter or whatever. But it does look like we've got a confirmation that the second season of the anime will be coming out in 2023 with the movie, which is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero with a, oh, the release date of the movie is actually set for March 18th. So if you want more Jujutsu Kaisen, you can see the movie in uh, about a month from now. And uh, then you get to watch the second season next year. And I guess you got to read the manga until then, you poor fuck. Well, in the meantime, uh, the other thing that you can enjoy (laughs) is the fact that, hey, we're going to keep on going after this season of Mob Psycho 100 um, into the second season of Mob Psycho 100. Um, So if you were wondering if you were going to get to vote soon, uh, sorry. (laughs) Nope. Although the second season is only 13 episodes, so it's not going to take us that long to get through it. Yeah. But yeah, we're uh, we made the executive decision. This is sort of similar but different to when we covered One Punch Man, because at the time we covered One Punch Man, season two was not out yet. And so once we made it to the end of season one, that was the end of the show at the time. With this one, we kind of we had a very, very brief conversation where it was like, okay, well, this could technically be the end of the show because season one came out and then there was a long delay before season two. Or we could keep going because it's just, you know, the same show with a new season and we both want to keep watching this. So we made the executive decision to keep going. And so you get to vote at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, speaking of Mob Psycho 100, though, let's uh, find out uh-huh. what happened previously on so that we can go into these oh. episodes. These transitions are on point today, Spencer. <laughs> so previously on. We just got uh, a cough Mob Psycho really 100. loudly before every one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, become a patron if you want more of us being idiots. <laughs> if you want to know what the fuck that's about. So, <laughs> Mob Psycho 100 is a story about a kid who is not named Mob, but is called Mob. That's his nickname. Um, he's, uh, I don't know, 12, 14, somewhere around there. He's in he's in middle school, I think, or maybe lower high school. You know, like, low, low, like early, early high school. That's the word. Um, Mob is kind of uh, like... A bit of a mess, like he just is he's like a little depressed and he's a little bit blah and he just he's like quiet and he's awkward and he's nervous and he doesn't really have much to his name with the big caveat that he is also an insanely powerful psychic. Um, he has extremely powerful telekinesis to the degree that he seems unbeatable under the right conditions. Um, part of why I say that is that Mob is uh, again, he is. He's the sort of like epitome of like the nervous insecurity of puberty. And so he, while he is super powerful, he often holds himself back out of uncertainty. Um, but he has a, uh, a sort of like blowing his top mode, if you will, that uh, is 
is symbolized in the show by a percentage meter creeping ever closer to 100%, at which point he basically sort of loses it and goes into like a semi-unconscious fugue state in which he is just a like force of psychic power. And um, and so uh, he sort of is trying to is trying to make his way through scenarios uh, as best he can, but is often being forced to pull out said psychic power um, through his various misadventures. He met a former enemy named Teru, who is also a powerful psychic, although not even kind of on the degree as mob um, Teru showed up as somebody challenging mob to see who was the strongest it was revealed to him that he was not even kind of the strongest and he has since teamed up with mob because he knows that mob is a bit of a mess and maybe needs some friends around him to help him figure things out uh mob also has a younger brother named ritsu um where mob is a bit of a fuck up ritsu is kind of a standout he's really good at school he's charismatic he has lots of friends he's on the student body president or uh he's on the student body council he's not the president but he's he's up there um i think he's athletic too like he's got he's kind of got it going on as far as like the status markers of middle school and high school but he is dissatisfied because he is aware of mob's insane psychic powers and so he feels inadequate to mob even though mob feels inadequate to him in every way and they have this kind of cute little ships in the night thing going on but uh, it turns out that ritsu also is a relatively powerful psychic in his own right probably not nearly as strong as teru who is of course deeply eclipsed by mob but ritsu has awakened his own psychic powers and is able to in some instances hold his own in a clash of psychics and so that's been a big change for him um, unfortunately, in his process to unlock these powers, he was kidnapped by a, a secret shadow organization called Claw, which is a group uh, comprised of powerful psychics who like to kidnap and, if need be, brainwash young psychics so that they will grow up to be essentially psychic soldiers for this organization and their plans at eventual world conquest. Um during all of this, Mob has been having a part-time job with a man named Reagan, who runs a sort of like uh, spiritual investigations um, bureau, but is really just a con man. He doesn't have the ability to see spirits. He does not have any psychic powers, despite the fact that he leads his clients and Mob to believe that he does. Uh, Mob, being the impressionable and trusting and gullible young kid completely believes that Reagan is an even more powerful psychic than him and has like insane abilities when really Reagan is just utilizing some clever subterfuge and uh, trickery and sleight of hand to convince people that they have problems and or that their problems have been solved. And in the rare instances when the problems involve a proper ghost, Reagan pretends that he cannot assist because that would interfere with Mob's training so that Mob will handle the, the ghosts themselves. Um, so Reagan has been shown to be a fast-talking, smooth-talking con man who has conned Mob and pretty much everyone around him. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Mob, Teru, and Ritsu have been uh, taken into the Claw organization. They fought their way through some people last episode, but then met their match against a mysterious kid named Shu, uh, I believe. Or is it Sho? I can't remember how they pronounced it. Sho. Um, Sho. So Sho uh, showed up and uh, uh, what was really strong. 
and seemed like maybe he was at or potentially even above Mob's level. Uh, he's definitely, unlike Mob, who is just racked with insecurity at every turn, Sho is uh, very confident in his abilities, and so it may be that he's stronger, or it may be that he is just more used to using them confidently, so he seems stronger. Either way, he was able to knock out Mob and Teru and Ritsu. Oh, and Dimple, who is an evil spirit that isn't really that evil and has kind of become a frenemy of them, but has, is currently trapped in a monster jar. Um, so the four of them got trapped, and uh, they are held in Claw's cl- clutches, and that brings us up to episode 11. Episode episode 11 is called Master. Master. Uh, oh man, I have the Master of Puppets thing stuck in my head now. From Master Stupid of Puppets? Movie. You know Metallica, I think? I think Metallica. Metallica? You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't know Metallica very well. I don't think that's going to come as a shock to anybody. Yeah, okay. Well, tell us tell us some more things about what you don't know. Is it a lot? Uh, it is a lot actually. Let me uh let me get started. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're going to get into a a big a big slappy fight. Um so that's uh-huh. going to happen. Yep. Sure. Yeah, you're kind of skipping over some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um so this episode what's wrong with you this episode starts with reagan appearing and reagan is such a weird character because he's kind of like if this were a real guy he should be unlikable because he's just conning people out of their money like as we've seen multiple times in the series people will come to him with a little bit of tension And he sort of exploits their superstition to be like, you are being haunted by a ghost. And then gives them a massage that relieves their tension and is like, I used my special techniques to exercise the ghost. And so now you have to pay me, you know, a premium for ghost exorcism. And it's shit like that. But he's just and he's like exploiting Mob, who is a minor and is being paid like a pittance to work for him. But like, damn it, if he isn't likable... And so likable, in fact, <laughs> that he's able he's to like so, convince all of these people that he's the which boss. Is, <laughs> yeah, which is also ironically and unfortunately a true thing of a lot of con men in the real world, too, which is that uh, part of the reason con men are successful is because they're charismatic. And so you you like them and con is, liking con causes is literally you to trust short them. for not for being conned but it's confidence that's it's yeah you you develop confidence in them because of their personality and then they trick you into parting with some of your money or valuables so yeah reagan shows up because he has a he's tracking mob's cell phone and he's like you didn't show up for work today so where the fuck is he so he (laughs) walks out into the dark woods at night to find him and he walks up to the the entrance of claw where there's like I don't know, like 30 lackeys standing around and they're all like, who the hell are you? You better not come any closer. And Reagan doesn't even pause for a second. He doesn't stop his stride. He is completely chill about it. And he's like, oh, um, I'm just like, I'm uh, somebody in there. I'm their boss. Um, And so I came to check on them and all the lackeys jump to the conclusion that he is the boss of the psychics that they are working for and is therefore the big boss like secret leader of claw 
And they just immediately panic at any rudeness that they showed to him and bend over backwards to like bring him into the facility and show him to where he'd like to go. It's so good. And he doesn't even lie. Like he, I think, is aware of what he's doing. Um, But he's just like, yeah, like he is Mob's boss and Mob is in there. So he says that and he doesn't contradict them when they say things that aren't true. And he says vague confirmations of things that are true, but that they are interpreting as him being about claw. Whereas he knows is him about mob. And it's just, it's really clever and it's really fun to watch. And I just like it a lot. Yeah. They, they go kind of whole cloth into believing exactly what's going on. Um, is that Reagan is the big boss and they're just like, all right, so we need to, we need to follow after him in order to make sure that he gets where he needs to go. Uh, meanwhile, uh, all of the other characters are getting into a huge, huge fight with uh, the kind of like heads of of Claw. Um, well, not not meanwhile. That happens after Reagan finds them. Yeah, but like they're the they're they're setting up for the fight. Oh no, they're trapped inside of no. that room that keeps them from using yeah, their psychic the powers first. I Which forgot about this that part. Is, uh, <laughs> Because, this is weird. So they're in. Reagan they're breaks in a, them out by walking into the room, <laughs> and he's just like, uh-huh. "What are you doing in here? Come on!" <laughs> what, one thing that caught me. Can I be a Debbie Downer for a second? Okay. What one thing that they they're in this room, and the room nullifies their psychic powers. As as Teru mentions, like I am more than strong enough to break us out of a room whose walls are constructed like this, but I can't access my powers for some reason. And Mob and Ritsu both confirm that they also cannot access their powers. And that's weird. And then Reagan walks in. And you don't see him walk through a door. You only see Mob and Ritsu and Teru standing against a single wall. Maybe in the corner so you can see two walls. You never see them in a room. I'm not saying they're not in a room. But what I'm getting at is that then Reagan shows up. And the way it looks is it looks like he is walking through the same hallways he's been walking through because there are several shots of him walking through hallways surrounded by the lackeys who are convinced that he's their boss. And then he walks up to Mob and Ritsu and Teru without apparently walking through a door, which you don't technically have to see because it is information that you can assume. But then Reagan talks to them for a second And he talks to the lackeys that are following him. And you see shots of them in a hallway. Uh But they didn't leave the room. And then the bosses show up. And then everybody starts having a psychic fight. And everybody has their powers. And I'm like, they were at one time explicitly in a room dedicated to nullifying their powers. And then at some point, I guess off screen, They left that room for a somewhat identical hallway without telling us and then had their powers. And I, it bugged me. Yeah. But, uh, nobody else cares about your feelings, Blake. (laughs) Yeah. What else is new? Also, the show's good enough that I'm letting it slide, but it bugged me. And if I missed something, please tell me because I was laying, I wasn't even on my phone. I was paying attention and I just, didn't see that transition. And I think it was maybe like a slight continuity or oversight, but if I'm wrong, I I would love to be wrong about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, just everything, everything about you saying it that way just reminded me of (laughs) 
You remember when we were in Chicago and we were walking past that bar and that guy that came out of the bar and he's just like, I didn't even fart. I didn't even fart though. Yeah. Do you remember living in a big city? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was just like shit faced. Yeah. And so mad that he had been apparently ejected for farting when he knew he didn't. And Blake was just, <laughs> just like, like, we have to write that into something at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't even fart though. Like he didn't now even here we are. He he didn't even fart though, Blake. <laughs> did he though? He did, did he, though. He didn't even fart though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, Reagan gets to the to the kids and he's like, hey, uh, we're going to leave. And then Mob is like, oh, you're my boss. And then all the lackeys are like, wait, the super strong kid who's been tearing his way through our upper leadership is being mentored by the big boss of like the boss of this station because they're in the they're in what's called the seventh division. So Claw has multiple divisions, presumably scattered around. And this is just one of them. And Reagan is misattributed as like the guy who's in charge of it all from from behind the scenes. And so the the lackeys are just they're just affably gullible where they're like, oh, he's the leader. And then when they see that, like this intruder is connected to him, they don't jump to the conclusion that they were wrong about him being the leader, but rather that the intruder is connected to him and is therefore sort of bank shot part of their organization too. And they don't know how to feel about it. And Reagan is just like, look, you guys can't be kidnapping children. It's illegal. And if Claw wants you to do that, maybe you should second guess whether or not you want to be affiliated with Claw. And they're like, oh, what, what an interesting thing for the leader to say to us. He's such a he's such a moral and thoughtful and kind leader. And Reagan is like, well, that's this has been great. And I'm going to leave now with my child friends. And then they turn <laughs> with around. With my child friends. <laughs> and then they turn around and there are the four powerful psychics that are remaining as part of the upper echelon of the seventh division. And they are like, you are not leaving. This man is a bullshitter and we are going to kill you now. Yeah, that's what they do. They they don't get bullshitted by a bullshitter. Um, so they are going to get into a huge, huge fight. Um, and uh, one person who is not very good inside of the fight is uh, uh, Mob's older brother. Um, he's not he's not doing great in this fight. Um, however, yeah, uh, he's I mean, he's strong gish, but he's just deeply outclassed. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not. He's just not at the same level as these other guys. It's just no. Oh man. Uh, you know who else isn't at the same level but makes it work? Uh, Reagan. Yeah. Um. So Reagan is just gonna be like, I guess he's just intimidating enough for them because they just can't figure out what the fuck is going on with this guy. It's They're, just confidence. It's just confidence. It's pure. He's just confidence. so fucking confident. <laughs> he's my favorite is like he's i don't remember if the drop kick happens first or second but like oh my god that's the, so fucking funny 
where he's just like it's so good. Where he's I think just it's first. He's just like jumps out and drops kick drops kicks the uh, the leader, and they're just like they're yeah. just like oh shit! He just drop kicked the leader, and he's just like well because the 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 leader has gravity powers and is like sucking mob to the ground with with their super strong gravity powers, and Reagan is just like. Gravity nullifying drop kick. And the narrator is like, this is one of Reagan's special powers. It is a move in which he drop kicks somebody with gravity powers to nullify them. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's just so good. Cause it's so like deadpan. It's so awesome. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so he does that, and then he like the the leader is knocked out for a while, and then Reagan. Oh yeah, I forgot this. There's this section where Reagan is like talking to Mob, and he's like, "You were gonna fight them with your psychic powers," and like Mob is like, "Yeah, I mean, I was kind of forced to because they're like super murdery, and my friends were trapped." And Reagan is like, "You made a promise to me never to use your psychic powers against another person because it's wrong." And are you telling me that you've broken that promise? And Mob is like, "Yeah, I'm sorry," and he feels all terrible about it. And there's just like the crumpled form of the leader laying on the floor next to Reagan while he's talking to Mob and. Reagan Reagan literally says something like, there's always a way out that doesn't include violence. And then Tara is like, you just drop kicked a person. (laughs) You know, you know how he does. You know, Reagan is is nothing if not a hypocrite. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And it's just, again, like this person in real life would be a monster, but he's such a good character. It works so well. And then he like, he starts... There's like one of the other powerful psychics steps up and and something just in case I didn't make this clear. Reagan has no psychic powers. He is a normal fucking guy who just gets by on being a slimy con man. And he shows up next to these actual real psychics. And there are these moments where like crazy shit happens because the psychic powers on display are pretty intense. And there are these moments where it cuts to Reagan and he's like, oh my God, what is happening? And he's like clearly a little overwhelmed by just how powerful everybody is and clearly realizes that this is maybe a more dangerous situation than he thought possible. Like he didn't think psychics came this strong because he hasn't really seen mob cut loose. And so his experiences have been relatively minor. And he thinks that psychics are like a pretty, pretty low powered thing altogether. And despite all of this, his confidence remains. And so he steps up to fight another one of the upper echelon members in a one-on-one fight. And he like, he's like bullshitting that he has psychic powers and he pulls out a five yen coin on a string. And he's like, I'm going to show you my hypnosis powers. Just watch the coin. And he like slowly walks toward his opponent with the coin sort of dangling. And then he just fucking punches him. And it's just a sucker punch. And he, it's like, he calls it his like hypnosis punch. And the narrator chimes in to explain it again. It's so fucking good. Yeah. This show is, this show is really high quality. If you haven't checked, yeah yeah it is oh man you know what's wild that maybe like a slight spoiler like there are some really good action sequences in these two episodes with of course very high quality animation but the resolution of this story is much more a character comedy than it is a an action fight like as we mentioned i think two of our mob psycho coverage episodes ago the the like top tier animation action fight has already happened 
for season one at least. I don't know season two, but like it's a, like the it's done, and there's still action moments, and they're still gorgeous and exciting. But like this is not what the show is about, and they will prove it in the way that they solve this problem. Yeah. Okay. So the the next part of the fight is probably one of the most fantastic moments in Mob Psycho 100, which elevates the show from like a fantastic comedy shonen to one that has just like so much depth. It's ridiculous. Um, so this, uh, they're in the middle of this fight. Um, and, uh, Regan, Regan is going to be pulled into this gravity wave that has been started by the leader. Um, mob is going to be able to pull him out of it. But in this last moment where mob is just like, well, I'm being pushed to my limit. I'm going to have to go off and I'm going to have to fight. Um, Regan looks at him and he's like, you don't have to do this. Sometimes it's a, you, you want to fight, but it's better to just run away. And, uh, he, he, uh, has this flashback moment where, um, mob is going to meet Reagan for the first time. And Reagan is like, uh, uh, meeting with him and he's talking to this kid and the kid is like, um, I heard that you're a psychic. Um, can you, can you help me figure out stuff? And one of the things that Reagan says to him is just like, you need to, you know, kind of learn to be a normal kid too. It it's not, it's not all about who you think you are all the time. It's not all about what other people think about you all the time. It's really like this, this like great moment of Reagan being like, you know, you don't, you don't have to stand up and be a fight and be a fighter and be a jerk to other people and take over other people and do what they want you to do. Instead, yeah. you can just kind of be a person, your own person in your own life. And it's, yeah, it was really kind grounding. of grounding. Yeah. It's kind of the theme of the show. Cause this again is created by the same person who made one punch man which is also about an overpowered protagonist. And in One Punch Man, it's, it's sort of like comedy about how the world reacts to those powers and how the person who has those powers has to like find meaning in his life when he got his meaning from facing off against powerful opponents. Whereas like with Mob, because he's a teenager and because it's sort of set at this time of like puberty and self-discovery and change and like, you know, starting to figure out who you are, who you're going to be, it, it weaves together this idea that keeps coming up in this episode and the next one when they start talking to some of the claw members, which is like, it doesn't matter that you're a psychic. It doesn't matter that you're athletic. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you've got going for you is great. But like at the end of the day, you are a person too. And you have to remember that like you're a human being first and that part of being a human being is that you're really in the grand scheme of things, no better or worse than anybody around you. And you can't let whatever special things you've got going for you go to your head and convince you. Otherwise you have to like, remember that you are a person <laughs> who needs to like take care of yourself and the people around you because of your personhood and not because of whatever special things you think define you. Yeah. Then holy cliffhanger, Batman, uh, Regan gets uh -huh. stabbed in the back. 
by one of the psychics who uses a sword. Um, and that takes us into episode 12, Mob and Regan, a giant, uh, how, uh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. Spencer. Uh, Suchinoko. Suchinoko appears. Um, and, uh, this episode after Mob goes a hundred and not actually a hundred, but a thousand, um, we find out that the thing that he did was instead of believe in himself, he believed so much in Reagan <laughs> that he transferred all of his psychic powers to him uh, for a while. And it makes it to where we have the, one of the most ridiculous fight sequences I've ever seen in an anime. Like, yeah, this series basically ends on a curb stomp for comedy like not even action sequence it's so good so um regan uh regan is going to um man i want to say regan every time um regan well, you know do what you want regan is going to get into a fight with them now that he has been imbued with the psychic powers of mob um he is going to uh first break the guy's sword that tried to stab him in the back and he was just like well this is a plastic sword so you're an idiot and the guy's like, what? Um, and then the guy who summons all these spirits, he's like, well, I'm going to attack you with my super powerful spirit. And it like hits Reagan and Reagan's just like, I didn't even feel that. This is stupid. And he waves his hand and it uh, completely evaporates the he, spirit. He specifically starts calling them out and saying like, oh, your sword is a toy sword. Because the guy earlier is cool. He was like, oh, this was originally a toy sword. But through the years with like the psychic pressure of my abilities and the, the curses that I have put onto this blade, it has become a real sword and he can like, you know, super slash with the psychic powers. And then Reagan's like, Oh, it's a toy sword after all. That was interesting. Cause earlier you like slashed up the whole hallway and I wonder how you did that. And then like the dude attacks him with his giant, giant spirit. And he's like, Oh, I barely felt that. Is this made out of foam? Is this a stuffed animal? Mm -hmm. And like, it's so great because Reagan doesn't seem to initially understand that he has absorbed Mob's psychic powers. He eventually does. But at the beginning, it seems, at least to me, that he is unaware of this and that he is being... This is the first time that these psychic powers have properly been turned against him. Uh, uh, every other moment, they've been blocked or deflected by one of the other psychics around him. And this is the first time they're using their powers to actually successfully hit him. And it's not doing anything because he is imbued with all of mobs, like top power, which is just so strong. And he doesn't, I get the impression that he doesn't completely understand what is going on. And that because he is the type of guy who does understand that there are people out there with psychic powers but also understands that most of the people out there with psychic powers and most of the people out there with ghosts and spirits and stuff are liars who are trying to trick you because he is one <laughs> has come to the conclusion that they are tricksters like him. And so he's like breaking this dude's sword and asking him how he pulled off that move because he has a professional curiosity about this guy. He's totally wrong. But it's just 
so good. It's so delightful. It is mm-hmm. so on brand for him. And it works so, so well. Yeah. Um, one of the other fantastic moments after this, uh, after Reagan uh, punches the main guy into a wall inside of the hallway, um, yeah. is that... Who is masked and he pulls off the mask and then that's going to be a joke? Yeah, that's going to be a joke in a minute. But um, he also has this moment with all of them where he gives them the same sort of speech that he gave to Ma before. And he's just like, you people don't have to be like this. What are you doing in here? Why are you Uh acting like this? And you, you with the thing on your forehead. And he's just like, let's not talk about the thing on my forehead. He's like, what are you (laughs) even wearing? What are those shoulder pads for? And he's like, to protect my shoulders. He's like, don't bullshit a bullshitter. Those are not for that. <laughs> that is not why you're wearing those. Uh, it and the, oh my god, I like lost my ever loving shit when I was watching this. Um, there is a moment where one of the guys is just like, I was treated terribly and I was abandoned by my parents when I was a child. And Reagan is there is this beautiful like. It's like sepia tone animation. Um, and it's like, it looks like it's a still, but then Reagan's mouth moves and he's just like, I understand your pain. And he's just like, you do. And he's just like one time in fourth grade, I forgot my lunch and I didn't get to eat anything on the picnic day. And he's just like, that's completely different, but okay. <laughs> you, that's not a trauma. And you did that to yourself. Yeah. And Reagan's like, we are brothers. <laughs> Okay, and then the main character, who you thought, number one, was probably a weird little kid psychic, is not. Um, number two, oh, I thought it was a woman. I thought it was like a no, 20s no, woman. No, 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 no. Somebody in Claw was just like, I thought that was a woman the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, and it turns out he's a weird old baby man. And the more that he uh-huh. like bitches and moans, his face transforms into like that of a face of a baby. And he's just like yeah, he's the missing most teeth and there's spit everywhere. Yeah. He's like really it's like pitiful. Me, usually. Yeah. Um, and he is going to decide that he is going to explode everything. And Reagan is just like, well, I'm tapped out. And mob is just like, yeah, <laughs> me too. And he's just like, oh shit, what are we going to do? And then show appears <laughs> and show is just like, Hey, you've been defeated. All of your lackeys are being convinced by this con man to be normal human beings. You have failed. It is a failure, and you need to take that upon yourself. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to kill everybody. Um, but before he can, Sho reverses it on him and makes him completely collapse in on himself and then slam through the ground. And Sho is yeah. just like, this is a failure. See y'all later. And he just disappears. There's also, there's this great moment before the the guy, which is named Ishiguro, loses his shit, where, like, Reagan has been talking to the other leaders of 7th Division and is, like, convincing them that they maybe have taken this being psychic makes me special thing too far. And Ishiguro comes up and is like, we are psychics. That makes us elite. That makes us superior. That means that people should worship us. And Mob is like, you know... I mean, I've got psychic powers and like, let me tell you, being a psychic person does not make you popular. It just doesn't work that way. And Reagan is just like, yeah. And like, look at this guy. He's never going to be popular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So then we have our denouement (laughs) of this episode. Uh, uh, To be fair, the season, they have the denouement of like the full season. 
So one of the things that you see first is that you see uh, Mobs starting to, he he's starting to like lean into his life inside of high school a little bit better um, now that he has been reinforced by Reagan that he is just a person. Um, and he needs to keep on trying to push forward to act like a normal kid. Um, we see, yeah, he's still uh, very focused on the body improvement club. Yeah. We see his older brother, uh, uh, coming back and, uh, convincing his, his friend slash, uh, colleague in crime that he needs to admit what they did. Um, they admit it to this person that they have wronged and the, the guy wrongs is just like, well, it, it really opened my eyes as well. I should be thanking you for that because they, they just believed it without any sort of evidence. So it shows me like what I'm being seen as in this world. And that's important too. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great moment. Um, you also see show and he's just like talking about how it was taken down and his, uh, master or boss is like, well, you were sent there just to figure out what was going on. And he's just like, well, it was a complete fucking mess. So I dismantled it. And he's just like, you shouldn't have done that. And he's just like, shut up, dad. You don't know me. And then you find out that show yeah. show is super powerful. And that yeah. was his dad. He was talking to. Uh-huh. And his dad seems like he is maybe the actual shadow leader of claw. Mm -hmm. And also at some point in here, show is revealed to have been in the seventh division as an, a trainee, but that that was a cover and that he was actually sent there as like a secret shopper to see how they were doing. And that is why he decided to shut the store down. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, we see a fun adventure between Mob and Reagan uh, where they are out looking for a Suchinoko. Um, and it's actually. I looked up this. Uh, if you want to know what a Suchinoko is. Explain. It is a, a, Jap a very common Japanese cryptid that is essentially a small snake where the middle part of the snake has is sort of like bulbous. So it's almost like if you saw a snake that had eaten a large animal that it hadn't digested yet and it had like a big lump in the middle. It's like that. Um, and some people think that maybe they have like poisonous bites in there. They're sort of like it's kind of it's a cryptid in the same way as like Bigfoot or something like that, where people like have all these stories and sort of myths about them. Um, and so, you know, people will will claim that to have seen them or wonder about them. Uh, but they are sort of like common, common little uh, like Japanese mythological creatures that are essentially fat in the middle snakes. <laughs> yeah. OK. Um, and then uh, we get the true reason why Reagan Reagan wanted to come here in the first place. This forest actually has all of these mushrooms and he wanted to go mushroom picking and he didn't want to do it alone. Uh -huh. um, and they are trespassing on private property correct. also, which is great. <laughs> and uh, so he's going to start picking these mushrooms and he's finding them. And then we see a giant snake monster in the distance um, and they're like, oh, shit. And he's just like, uh, hey, mob, can you take care of that? Mob takes care of it. It explodes. It turns into like a... Uh, it turns into a a little tiny Sushinoko. A little that, cute yeah, Sushinoko. that was knocked out. Uh, but while he was exercising it, he turns around and Reagan has oh so fucking many of these mushrooms. And he's just like, uh -huh. when did you have time to do that? And he's just like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I just caught I just picked up a couple. Let's go. 
Um, and then the very last shot. I'll make you some mushrooms. Yeah, the very last shot is them like uh, with uh, grilling up these mushrooms with some lime on the side, and that's how the first season ends. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's so super good. Super fucking charming. The first season is a fucking masterpiece. I've heard that the second season is arguably better than the first season, and I am so fucking oh, exciting to get started. Oh, but you haven't seen it? No, I I waited to watch oh. it until I was watching it with you. Um, I watched like the first oh. two episodes and then I stopped. Um, so we're watching ah. it. Jesus Christ. Um, here we go. Um, <laughs> stick with us after these credits and we'll give you what's coming on next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Got Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 126 through 129. Ah, uh, did you feel that? Did you feel like you you stepped on something and uh, it was a Lego block and what you felt in your foot was the true, the true pain? <laughs> you know, because the... The true, the, true pain? The, the pain is the leader of... of of uh, the bad guys? Do you get it? Ah!